I'm Heather Menzies Urich. I was Louisa in The Sound of Music, and you're listening to On Screen and Beyond. On Screen and Beyond, an inside look into the entertainment world featuring interviews with people from the movie, TV, and music industry, news on upcoming TV and DVD releases, and the rumor mill. And now, here's the host of On Screen and Beyond, Brian Zemrak. Hi, this is Brian, and welcome to episode 43 of On Screen and Beyond. This is our summer movie preview coming your way in just a moment. But before we get into that, um, we want to remind you that our special guest in this show will be Heather Menzies Urich, and she was Louisa on The Sound of Music. And she was one of the stars of Logan's Run, the TV show back in the 70s. And she was the wife of the late Robert Urich. And she has some fantastic stories to tell us about the sound of music, some of the things that went on, and all the fun they had on the sh- on the uh, movie and everything. So I think you're going to enjoy that a whole lot. And I uh, want to uh, congratulate Bill from Nebraska, right here in the USA, who guessed who our special guest was going to be from the clues that we gave you on the last episode of the show. And also, we had it on the website. And uh, we want to congratulate Bill for coming up with the correct answer on that one. And uh, we'll see if we can do that again. It's, it's kind of a fun little thing that we did. And uh, we give you a little clue of who might the next guest be. And we'll, you know, we'll see if we can do it again. Um, let's see, what else? There was another thing I wanted to tell you. Oh, yes, we are working toward our 50th episode of On Screen and Beyond. And it's going to take place on June 1st. And we have a guest that is unbelievable, that is lined up to speak to you and us about what they've done in their career. Uh, I'm not going to tell you who it is right now, but it is an exciting person, and I just can't wait to bring that episode to you. And uh, we'll let you know a little bit more as we get closer and closer to it. But we are on episode 43, so we're not that far away. And we're going to get right into it. It's the summer movie preview right here on On Screen and Beyond. Well, it's the summer movie preview on On Screen and Beyond, and obviously we can't tell you every single movie that's coming out over the summer. We're just going to give you the idea of what the big blockbusters are destined to be, or they hope to be. And uh, we're going to break it down by month, so we're going to start off with the month of May. The first summer movie spectacular that's coming out on May 1st is the X-Men Origins Wolverine, starring Hugh Jackman as he returns as the fierce fighting machine with the retractable claws. And is he going to sing once again at the Oscars? Not in this movie, anyways, but uh, that's one of the biggies that's going to be coming out. Also, on May 8th, Star Trek from J.J. Abrams is promising to put the phasers on stun and blow you away as the new original crew of the Starship Enterprise with Kirk and Spock lands in theaters and that's on may 8th so stick around for that one and on may 29th pixar is going to try to continue its animation superiority with the release of up and it stars the voices of ed asner and christopher Plummer. that's it for may for the biggies that are coming out of course there's plenty more like i said just keep looking at your local listings and you'll find out what those are But coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, what's coming out in June? On the summer preview from On Screen and Beyond. (laughs) 
This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. Well, the month of June, as far as the summer blockbusters that are heading your way, it's it's a little sparse, it seems. Uh, June 5th, look for Land of the Lost with Will Ferrell as he leads us back into time in this remake of the old Saturday morning TV series. And uh, like I said, this is this is a remake of, uh, some of you may not remember this one, but this was back in the, what, 60s or 70s. And uh, then they redid it again, I think, another time. And it's sort of, uh, you know, it was kind of cheesy on uh, when it was on TV. I'm sure they're going to beef that up a little bit to make it not quite that cheesy. But, you know, of course, Will Ferrell's in it, so it could be pretty cheesy. Uh, anyways, that's going to be coming your way. And on the um, June 26th front, it looks like Transformers 2, Revenge of the Fallen, stars on June 26th. And it stars Shia LaBeouf. Josh Duhamel and Megan Fox. So, of course, that was a huge one the first time around. So the second time, they're looking for a continuation of that. And that's about it for the month of June. Like I said, it's a little sparse as far as the the proposed blockbusters. But coming up next, July. And there's some biggies in that month right here on the Summer Preview from On Screen and Beyond. Well, July, as far as the summer movie blockbusters are heading away, it looks like July 1st is going to be two that are going to be battling it out. But they're totally different, so different audiences, I suppose. Um, one of them looks like it's going to be Ice Age Dawn of the Dinosaur. That's right, Ice Age is back, and it starts on July 1st. And it returns, of course, Ray Romano, Dennis Leary, and Queen Latifah for the third time. And this time, in some theaters, it's going to be in 3D. And also on July 1st, look for Johnny Depp as he brings the bad guys in Public Enemies. And it starts on July 1st, like I said, in the story of John Dillinger. So those two are going to battle it out on July 1st. Then, this one is no doubt going to be a huge one. It's on July 17th, Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince with uh, Daniel Radcliffe as Harry Potter, of course, and it returns on July 17th as Voldemort causes more trouble for Harry and the gang at Hogwarts. So uh, that's about it for the biggies coming out in July. Next up on On Screen and Beyond Summer Preview, August, right here on On Screen and Beyond. As far as August, on the summer preview, it looks like G.I. Joe, Rise of the Cobra, arrives in theaters on August 7th. It stars Channing Tatum as Duke and Dennis Quaid as General Hawk, with G.I. Joe coming your way. And then again on August 7th, another duel, as Walt Disney Studios will bring us When in Rome, starring Kristen Bell and Will Arnett and Danny DeVito. It's about a woman who takes a coin from a Roman fountain and finds herself pursued by a bunch of wannabe lovers. All right, so I, I like I say, that's another one that has you know totally different audiences. So I don't think it's going to be too much of a battle. And uh, let's see, a remake of 1978's *Inglorious Bastards* 
from Quentin Tarantino hits theaters on August 21st, and it stars Brad Pitt and is set in Nazi-occupied France during World War II as a group of Jewish-American soldiers set out to strike fear into the Third Reich by scalping and brutally killing Nazis. Okay, so... uh, that's not one you're going to take your kids to, I don't think. Uh, just That's just, you know, my opinion, but uh, that's the way it looks uh, right now. So that's it for the summer movie preview from On Screen and Beyond. we got some really big hits there, I'm sure, that'll be coming out. And there's going to be others, too, uh, that will be surprise hits. But those are the ones that uh, they're all looking at and saying, oh, these, you know, there's going to be big pushes in the marketing for those movies. And there'll be others on the way that uh, could be just as good or better, even. But... Uh, those are the ones that uh, they're pushing like crazy right now. So that's it for the summer movie preview from On Screen and Beyond. Coming up next, we have a really interesting interview for you. Now, the other night, uh, it was uh, The Sound of Music on, uh, I can't remember which channel it was. I was watching it, uh, um, ABC Family, I think it was. And they had The Sound of Music, and of course, I'm sure later on this year, they'll have it on the you know, the regular networks. Uh, you see that every year, The Sound of Music comes back your way. Well, we have one of the, ch- the children from The Sound of Music. Of course, she's no longer a child, but uh, she's here on On Screen and Beyond to talk about The Sound of Music. She also talks about her time on a TV show called Logan's Run. The TV series, not the movie, the TV series. And she talks about her late husband, Robert Urich. And that is Heather Menzies Urich as she comes your way next on the interview segment of On Screen and Beyond. She tells some great stories about what went on during the filming of uh, the um, Sound of Music. And uh, there's some funny little stories, too, that you want to catch. And I think you'll enjoy it. And the next time you can watch the Sound of Music, you can look at some of the scenes and see what she's talking about. And uh, it's very interesting. So hope you're going to stick around because it's next right here on On Screen and Beyond. Our guest on this episode of On Screen and Beyond has been part of the 1965 Oscar-winning best picture, The Sound of Music, as well as co-starring in the 1977 sci-fi series, Logan's Run, with Gregory Harrison. It's Heather menzies Urich. Welcome to the show, Heather. Hi. How are you? Good. You? Good. Heather, you were on one of the most popular movies ever made, but how did you get started in show business? Well, um, I just started... uh I, I loved to dance, and um, I went to this place called the um, Falcon Studios, which is a University of the Arts when I was a child, and really studied very hard. Um, t- took dance lessons, tap, singing lessons, acting lessons, acrobatic lessons. I couldn't get my fill. I mean, I couldn't get enough of it. Mm-hmm. And so when um, the auditions were sort of happening for The Sound of Music, I just sort of wandered in, and... Um, knew how to do all that stuff because I'd been in training for two years. You know, people go, oh, you were so lucky. You were so lucky to have landed that. And I go, you know what? Luck had nothing to do with this. Maybe a little bit, but yeah. it's all preparation and timing. 
Mm. Equals luck, I think. Well, yeah. that. Now, I read that before you got Sound of Music, you had a part on My Three Sons. I did, and I've never seen it. Oh, you never? Was it in the first year of the show? I don't know. I don't know, but it was It was a pretty new show at the time. I don't know how. I, mean, I, I don't think it was the, the, the initial season, but mm-hmm. I, I couldn't. I'm, I'm not sure, but. Um, but I was in Austria when it showed, and so I've never seen this. Oh, yeah, because they've just released the first season. And it's funny. It, it seems like everybody I interview has had some start on My Three Sons. <laughs> right. <laughs> they, they, they wandered through that set at some point. Right, yeah. Now, so you, you know, you've given us an idea how you started uh, in, in The Sound of Music. Now, were you nervous when you found out you were playing across from Julie Andrews and Christopher well, you know, Plummer? I didn't know who Julie Andrews was. Oh, you didn't? No, because Mary, Mary Poppins had not come out yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, I was not aware of the Broadway show. I had no, you know, I mean, I'm living in L.A. and know from Broadway, and I uh, had never heard of The Sound of Music, didn't know anything about the Von Trapp. In fact, somebody asked me what I was auditioning for because I had gone back a few times, and I said, I was some film that's being filmed in <laughs> Australia with Julie Harris or something. I don't know. <laughs> Musical instruments. I, you know, I don't know. So I didn't, you know, I, did, I hadn't been given the script to read it, so I had no clue as to what I was even auditioning for. Mm-hmm. They were given sides, which are just, you know, uh, just uh, one scene. So you, you know, and just kind of told what it's about a little bit. Yeah. I'd never heard of Julie Andrews, so, um, so I, I wasn't intimidated by that. I was uh-huh. intimidated by the singing that audition that I had to do. Now, did you have experience in singing? No, I mean, I had taken singing lessons. Yeah. But I'd never done a musical. Ah. I'd never gone on stage and, you know, sang in front of an audience or, you know, I just, I'd never done that. So that was rather daunting. Hmm. You know, I danced, you know, I'd done, you know, been the, the sugar plum fairy in, in Nutcracker. <laughs> I've done that. Yeah. You know? But, um, I had not done any singing. And so that was, that was, uh, that was pretty scary. Now, did you actually get to meet any of the real Von Trapp family? Oh, yes. Not then. Not then, but later on in life, I actually met the, the real Von Trapps on Oprah. Oh wow! For show, I mean, what? Where else would you? you yeah. <laughs> now, so the film was actually filmed in in Austria. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Was it exciting to be? Uh, how old were you? What, fifteen, sixteen? I was fourteen. Fourteen, yeah. and I mean, you're going traveling the world, and <laughs> no, I'd never been on an airplane before. Wow. <laughs> you know, and here I am flying first class to you know Salzburg. Um, it was really exciting. It was really exciting, and it was just you know put that in the memory bank. It's it's something that that you just never forget. Yeah. Now was it as the scenery as beautiful? I mean, you know when they film, they take certain clips and everything. But was it really as beautiful as it looked in the film? It was. It really was. Yeah. It really was. Um, and and I've been back since. Oh, you have. Yeah. There's just nothing like it. And I think Robert Wise just did an unbelievable cinematic, you know, job. I mean, he's a he's a, he was a genius. Mm. Did you have any idea or did anybody have the feeling that this was going to be something that was going to last so long? Not re- no, I mean, because that's really pretty crazy, you know, when you mm. think about it. I mean, I I I walked into my little girl's uh, classroom the other day and they had the film on and <laughs> just there to pick her up, you know. And, uh-huh. I mean, it just it's just so multi-generational. It just doesn't seem to ever want to go away. Not, oh, yeah. not that you would want it to, but 
but um, it's it's just kept alive through the, they show it every year. Mm-hmm. You know, I guess it's around Christmas time, and then the DVDs and the you know, and then there's always a new reason to buy a, a new DVD of something that you already own because there's new stuff on it. Right. <laughs> Marketing. <laughs> so you got to go out and buy it again. You don't really have it. Yeah. You know, and so it's and so you know it's it's just so multi generational. You know, I remember walking into um, when we were in Austria, walking into uh, this room where they were showing some some footage that they had filmed the day before and it was without sound and it was without color correction. It was just us running all over the mountains, you know, in Do Re Mi sequence. Mm-hmm. And I remember sitting there in the back watching this. It was, it was dark and, you know, and I'm sitting in there dark watching this footage and I had this, I'll never forget that moment because I thought, I have never seen anything more beautiful in my life mm-hmm. what I'm seeing on this screen. So that was a little bit of an indication that this might be something special. Yeah, yeah. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now, um, I want to ask you something about that. You, you know, you happen to go to the Do Re Mi song that you were you were doing, and uh, I want to check your memory on this one a little bit. During the singing of the song Do Re Mi, okay, each of you sang a part. Yeah. You you were each either Do Re Mi. Do you remember which one you were? Oh, I can ne- I'm so. <laughs> that's so. That's right. Yeah. Me so so yeah. That, that. <laughs> That was me. <laughs> yeah. So now, did you all actually sing your own parts, or did they didn't do any dubbing or anything like no, that? No, but they they added a few more kids to the chorus. Mm-hmm. We did all of our own solos, and we were all we you can hear us in there. And sometimes it's not very pretty. You know, we don't sound like the Vienna Boys Choir. You know, I don't think that he wanted us to sound all that gr- really fantastically great because he wanted us to come across as real children. Yeah. You know? Um, they, we're experiencing this for the yeah. first time, and I think that he he captured that. You know, we we were okay. We were all okay singers. Yeah, it was. I mean, you know, what can we say? I mean, the 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 film speaks for itself, of course. Now, did you know any of the cast members before? No, getting... I never. I had met Angela once. I didn't know her, um, but I had never known any of them before. No. <laughs> Yeah, and we've become the greatest friends. Yeah. Now, uh, when you were on the set, you know, you always hear about little crushes and everything between cast members and everything. Any any of that went on? Or? Oh, absolutely. I was totally in love with my older brother, Nicholas Hammond. Oh, really? Um, and that would have been to- very incestuous. And I also <laughs> had a thing for Dan Truitt. I really did, the guy who played Rolf. He, he taught mm-hmm. me how to play chess. Ah. Uh-huh. But I was a little too young for him. He was 19 and I was only 14. So it's a whole different league. You know? Yeah. <laughs> now I also read that is it true that one of the co-stars Kim um, that during the the filming of the rowboat scene in the movie, right. um, she swallowed too much water and actually threw up on you. Is she that didn't true? Didn't know how to swim. Number one. Oh really? Did not no, and and had gained so much weight in Austria eating fried artichoke hearts, <laughs> she sank right to the bottom of the 
the lake when the boat tipped over. I mean, didn't even bob at the top. And Julie was supposed to grab her because she was supposed to fall forward. But if you in, in the film, you see she she falls backwards, and so Kim sank to the bottom of the lake, and nobody nobody noticed it right away. Oh, you know? gee. And so her mother is standing at the edge of the lake, screaming bloody murder because she knows her daughter can't swim, and she saw her sink, and she saw everybody else completely unaware of the fact that she had sunk. You know, and so they had to have people jump in and grab her and pull her out, mm-hmm. and so. The next take was us coming out of the lake, so Robert Wise had me hold her, you know, to come out of the lake. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and he, and he, at one point he said, "Stop! No, stop the tape! Stop the tape!" Because they were they were rolling, and he goes, "Heather, um, your shoulder just kind of wash it off." She had thrown up all the <laughs> She had taken in so much water. <laughs> oh, up all, and so I just dipped down into the lake and washed it off. And got back up and said, "Okay, let's go." You know? <laughs> The show must go on, babies and all. A real yeah. trooper. Yeah, really, you know. <laughs> uh, were there any other antics behind the scenes like that that, that you can share with us? Just, you know, fun things that we would do, nothing dangerous like that, because that was kind of, that was kind of scary. But, uh, yeah, I can if, I, if I think if I had been her mother, I would have taken her at that point and said, See you guys. I'm on the next plane to Los Angeles. I'm <laughs> <laughs> not doing this anymore. Um, but we would just... You know, we were normal kids, and we would just do fun things and pull pranks on one another and pranks on everybody else and pranks mm-hmm. on everybody in the hotel. And, you know, they had this custom where they put their shoes outside their, their door, you know, at night, and this guy would come around and shine your shoes, and we would just hit every floor. You know, when one kid would be at one end of the hallway, and one kid would be at the other end of the hallway, and we'd say, okay, go. And they would change everybody's shoes from one end of the hallway to the other. So in the morning when you wake up, you <laughs> find a pair of sparkly pumps if you're, you know, that weren't yours. <laughs> now, did they have to sit you down and reprimand you all? Or? Yeah, just, just only actually once that I remember we were playing hide-and-go-seek on the set and uh, we were being a little loud and rambunctious and uh, I think that was the only time that Robert Wise had to sit us down and <laughs> said, you guys, you guys, you know what? We're, we're making a movie here. <laughs> oh, I was like, oh, I forgot. I thought I was in summer camp. <laughs> we're, we're, you know, remember that? We're making a movie. <laughs> you know? Jeez. No. So, I mean, he had a lot of patience. And it was, it was, we, just, we just had fun, and they captured it on screen, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you could tell. I mean, it was just yeah. just such a classic um, now, of all the scenes that you did in the movie, um, what would you consider your favorite, your personal favorite? Ooh, I think it was probably, you know, I, I love the whole Do-Re-Mi sequence. Mm-hmm. I love doing it. I love the way it turned out. It was almost, it was almost um, kind of like the, the first sort of MTV video type of filming that has ever, ever been done you know, because we are always... You know, the yeah. next scene we're in one costume, and the next scene, you know, next take we're in another. Right, quick shots, yeah. Quick shots all over the place, and little bits and snippets of shots that all tied together. And it was—I don't think it's ever been done that way before. But personally, personally, um, I had this moment when I was doing the film where we were filming this, this, the the um, the so long farewell sequence, and we were coming down the stairs, mm-hmm. and singing so long farewell. And my father had come to pick pick me up from from work that that night. Um, we only had one car in our family, so you know, we would we would take the I would take the bus to work, and he would take pick us up. 
on the way home. And so he was standing next to the camera watching this being filmed, and there was this I, there was this look of pride in his face that I'll never forget. I'll never forget that. And and when you see the film, you could see me looking at my dad. You know, when I'm coming down, I know that I'm looking at my dad. I'll have to watch that <laughs> off camera. I'm looking at my dad. Yeah. And I, it was just a moment that I, I I'll never forget. Yeah. That, that's just a little personal, you know. Yeah. Hmm. Now, do you ever see the rest of the cast members? All the time, all the freaking time. Oh, really? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I live in Utah now. I live in Park City, so I don't see the ones that are in LA that much. And of course, uh, Nikki lives in Australia, so he's oh. MIA, MIA a little bit. But we always have, you know, through the years, we've always been asked to do this or that, you know, uh, to appear here, appear there, to promote the new video, to promote the new DVD, to promote the new the, the newer DVD. Mm-hmm. The 40th DVD with the um, you know the documentary on it, and we, and through the years we've we've just sort of grown up together promoting this film, hmm. and yeah. became very good friends I think as a result of that. And it's kind of like kind of like kids who had a really wonderful experience in one you know like cousins who had a, a wonderful experience in a you know during one summer and stay stay in touch because of that experience yeah yeah now now shortly after uh the making of that film you again worked with julie andrews in uh the movie hawaii right yeah now how was that getting back with her again it was great but it was a different kind of relationship because i was playing her sister this time oh oh okay i I vaguely remember the movie i can't yeah i I vaguely remember the movie too you know (laughs) I was hardly in it. That there was a whole huge chunks that were cut out, and I I was in the the Massachusetts part, the when, when she was in Massachusetts. Ah, yeah. So, um, but yeah, it was it was it was great to be back with her. You know, it was, it was she's a sweet lady and fun mm. to work with, and yeah. loves kids, and you know. Hmm. Now, then in 1977, you appeared in the popular TV show Logan's Run, right? And, as Jessica Six. Mm-hmm. With Gregory Harrison, and how did that one come about to get that part? Just auditioned along with. Oh, you did? Out. Yeah, just a plain audition. Just plain auditioned, yeah. Yeah. Now I'm surprised that show didn't last longer because I mean it had uh, you know the original novel writer was on the staff for the writing and uh, several yeah, a Star, of Trek. Star Trek writers. Right. Yeah. I think the problem was the timing of it. You know, uh, Star Wars came out. Oh, that's right. Yeah. It was, we couldn't compete with that kind of, you know, I mean, it would, it would have cost so much money to, to, during that, in that day and age, Mm -hmm. to compete with that kind of technology. Um, I mean, we had this hovercraft, you know, that you could see the wheels. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You look closely enough, you can see the wheels. Yeah. Now, in your acting, you also met your late husband. How did that work out? We did a, we did a, um, it was just a one-day shoot. We did a Libby's corned beef hash commercial. Um, <laughs> and it was, you know, Libby's, Libby's, Libby's on your label, label, label. You would like it, like it, like it on your table. table. We, we always thought that if it didn't work out, you know, the, the relationship didn't work out, we could, you know, blame the song. Or, or we could use the song if it did. Um, but we just hit it off. You know, right then and there that you knew? Kind of, yeah. Kind of, sort of yeah. 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 That's and, nice. Uh, we, we started dating and never stopped. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm. Never stopped. Yeah. yeah. You are involved very much with the Robert Ura Cancer Foundation, correct? Right, yes. Can you give us a little information about that? Well, we've just, I, we had uh, another foundation 
or fund in place with the University of Michigan Comprehensive Cancer Center. And um, we did golf. This is something that Bob started, that, that Robert Yerk started himself, mm-hmm. and so I continued it after he passed away. And then I decided that I wanted to have a foundation that was based out of California and have a little bit more control over how we did things. And so we just got our 501c3, and we're just we're we're you know getting donations now. We're about to launch, you know, our first big event. Um, I don't want to do a golf classic because it's so work intensive, but um, yeah. you know, fundraiser, gala, you know, with an auction and that sort of thing, and 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 contribute these funds to cancer research mm-hmm. okay. all over the country. You know, pe- pediatric cancers. Uh, and the University of Michigan, and Cedars, and whoever needs, you know, research funds. Mm-hmm. So that's our goal. Is there a website people can go to if they'd like to get information about it? Yes, it's the well, the Robert Urich. Uh, I have a card right here in front of me. It's the actually the Robert Urich Foundation for Cancer Research, research and Patient Care. Mm-hmm. Um, so just type that in, and it'll come up. Yeah. Hopefully. Okay, great. And um, I'll look it up and I'll put a link on our website, too, so people right. can go to it. Well, Heather, I've, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to share with us like this, awesome. and, and uh, I really appreciate it. And we're going to be at the, uh, where are we going to be? We're going to be somewhere in New Jersey in an autograph convention. We're doing Chiller, Gregory. Oh, you, oh you're going to be at that, too? Yes, I'm going to be at that. So, so all the funds that I gather for autographs are all going to be directly donated to the Cancer Research Foundation. Ah. So people should know that. Great. I hope there's a... Come and pony up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do some good. Get yeah. an autograph while you're doing it. Yeah, great. And they'll get a chance to meet you, and uh, mm-hmm. that'll be great. Yeah, so we're going to be at Chiller, and Gregory and I will be side-by-side signing all those Logan's Run, you know, and they can, they can get all the Trapper John, you know, right. <laughs> from him and... And, and all those wonderful things that he's done in, in, in his career. Yeah, but you know, for for such a short life show as Logan's Run was, there is quite a uh, cult. Yeah, I can't even believe people. You know, that people come up and they go, "Oh, it was my favorite." And I, like, didn't it last for just a season or something? <laughs> you know? But you know, it, it's a shame the networks cut things off so quickly because uh, I think there's really a lot of shows that mm-hmm. you know people really. You know, I mean, you know, take a look at Star Trek, you know, I, I mean. I was going to say, Star Trek is a perfect example. Oh, yeah. Three seasons and it was gone, you know, and then there was this huge uproar. Yeah, it's one of those things that uh, there is a there is a following, That's there's yeah. no doubt. Yeah. So. Well, it was a good show and it, it had heart, you know, it really had heart. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, yeah, so come come out to Chiller, everybody, and, yeah. and meet every, everyone. Yeah, that's in uh, April, I think April 17th, 18th and 19th, yeah, I believe. Yeah, 17th, yeah. 18th and 19th. Yeah, yeah. I was I was going to go, but uh, unfortunately I'll be going out to California for um a film festival out there at the California Independent Film Festival. So oh, Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm going across the country <laughs> away from away to you in the air. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, Heather, once again, I really appreciate you taking the time. Okay, no problem. Well, I want to thank Heather for taking the time to talk to us. She was such a pleasure to talk to, and uh, it was, it's, it's great to hear those stories she talked about because now you can sit back and watch the movie again, and you can see what she's saying about the uh, the boat accident uh, that happened and the uh, um, you know all the different little things she was talking about in the movie and uh, when she's walking down the stairs and she's looking at her father and those things. So it's really interesting hearing those things. 
All right, so like I said earlier, uh, we're heading toward our 50th anniversary, our 50th show as uh, we are getting closer and closer to that. And we have a very special guest lined up for you, and we know that you're going to enjoy this person. So stick around for that. Keep listening. We appreciate you taking the time to uh, listen to it. Some people who email us and let us know that they're sitting in their cars listening to it and uh, at work. Just don't get caught or anything like that. But uh, they're uh, listening to the show in all sorts of places. We hope you enjoy it. And if you have any suggestions for people who you would like us to interview, send them to us uh, at feedback at onscreenandbeyond.com. We'd love to hear who you would like to have us try to get. Like I've said before, we will try to get these people. Um, it's, it's, it's not always possible, but uh, we'll do our best to see what we can do. Uh, we just seem to keep be making more and more connections. And... Um, We uh, are finding that we are able to get more and more people. So uh, hopefully it will continue, and we hope that you will keep listening, and uh, we appreciate it very much. So, like I said, if you want to email us with uh, a suggestion, we'd love to hear from you. Or if you just like to send us a nice email. We've had uh, someone from Ireland sent us a nice email uh, that was uh, talking about uh, James Drury. And that show, and they said how much they enjoyed hearing about James and hearing James talk about himself and what he went through and what went on on his show and everything. So uh, we we really appreciate you uh, letting us know what you think of the show, and uh, want to thank you for that. And coming up on the next episode of On Screen and Beyond, which uh, is coming your way pretty soon, um, I don't have any clue right now to give you. But uh, it's a very, very interesting interview, as always. But uh, this one is, uh, it's, a, it's kind of a fun one, because it's somebody that uh, everybody remembered seeing when this person was on TV. Um, so we'll hope you'll be there. Until next time, this is Brian saying, take care. Take care.